0: Welcome to Simple Conversation with ASG.
1: I have a couple questions. So I'm, it's in Miami right now, so it's 6 a.m. Uh, so hi from Miami. Um, so I was a, a track and cross-country captain. So I was always like a shorter guy. So my I never really got faster than a, a 501 mile. And I think like a 1750 uh, 5K. So anyway, fast forward, I'm 40 now. Uh, so I did... Uh, a bunch of stuff. I did the kettlebell sport for a while. I did uh traditional weightlifting, uh, getting back into running was a lot harder than I thought. Um, so I'm doing, especially combining it with strength training, especially like I'm 200 pounds. I can do, uh, 23 pull-ups on rings. I can do 25 dips, but it was, so I'm pretty strong for, proportionally an upper body but I was shocked by how hard it was to get back into it I had to do the knees over toe stuff for a while I just went for like a seven mile run like and I was like this is really hard so uh I'm doing like a three four uh, day a week split where I'll do like sprints on grass one day I'll do like uh, an easy run like 60 minutes I'll do another like easy run like 30 40 minutes and then like probably two three minutes of like borderline threshold uh, work, and I'm just trying to optimize for like one mile, uh, just having a fast mile, being a a decently fast sprinter, and then just, um, you know, the normal, uh, oh, also I'm going for doing a hundred squats with a hundred percent of my body weight in a row. So uh, those are kind of my, it's a lot of it's the guru anaerobic sort of training. But uh, I was wondering if you had any um, sort of generalist advice. Uh, because it's not like I want to go out and and race a 5k or something, but, uh, I never want to lose. It's, it's much harder to get back than strength. Uh, so I definitely want to put that focus on for the rest of my life pretty much.
0: Yeah, no, I think obviously you you know a lot about fitness until from your picture you're You're a fit dude. Um, I just checked. You know, you have a good, just really good knowledge base from everything you said, Well, what I would say, the thing that is underrated is getting in the, the easy volume, I call it, um, by just kind of modifying your lifestyle in terms of, for example, if you're, if you're biking a lot, right. If you're hiking around, all of that's contributing towards, towards building your aerobic base, right. Which is going to, you know, make you faster and make you fitter. So trying to kind of think about, um, Mm -hmm we average not, not about just...
1: 15,000 steps a day but it's like yeah. Miami so there's no like uphill and we walk pretty slow so i don't think it it does uh, cause I was thinking like, I remember when I was first getting into it, cause I, I tried to do it over the summer and then I was like, why do my knees hurt? And then I did all the knees over toe stuff and I got like my knees stronger. Uh, but I was like surprised how little I felt like the walking helped, but maybe I just need to walk faster or have like a pack or something, just put weights in a backpack or something.
0: Yeah. I was, or I was going to say like, if you can get a, like a trainer in your house and then just anytime you have some sort of sedentary activity where you're just watching a show or taking a call or something, it's just, just pedal away on the bike. It's just kind of, you get, get that, that easy volume, um, you know, where, where you can kind of fit it in. That's, that's what I try to do. There's a thing.
2: Have you seen the, uh, stationary treadmill, uh, device that oh, yeah, seems to yeah. be you now apparently for people who are trying to get kind of fit and get into running, as you said, apparently that is, amazing for it there's a guy that i'm friends with who's an athlete in ireland and he couldn't speak higher of this like when he's doing his normal job he just walks on it because he's got one of those standing desks he says it's amazing for it
0: yeah no i I think all the steps add up so again for the i think the more fit that someone is the less those steps are going to have for example an impact on their their 5k you know or their mile time but but it's it's just good for general health and it's um it's a good mindset to have, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. What
2: what's your 5k time now? Just if you don't mind me asking, because you mentioned what it was at um, the start and I still can't quite believe it.
1: I don't really know. So I think I did I did like a mile loop uh like in the brickle key so i did like whatever the the markers were for about a mile i think i, I ran like a 622 pretty easily which is pretty good for like a big guy i guess
2: yeah if someone um, tried to train i'm really good
1: yeah so we'll see i mean i never as long as i can get it under six minutes and keep it there i'm pretty happy like i'm not trying to win any races
2: yeah, it's very clear as you've been talking that you have more than enough knowledge on these topics. So I think kind of it is just, as you mentioned, just kind of setting a plan and doing it consistently. I have no doubt because, as we said, we've seen your profile picture and you clearly know what you're doing.
1: I feel like it's just like finding a rhythm because, like, with, with weights, I found, like, what works for me as a 40-year-old is you start with, like, the rings uh, and the body weight stuff because that's the hardest um, yeah. From a CNS standpoint, and also it's—I get fat pretty easy, but it's hard to get fat if you can do twenty pull-ups. So it's kind of a—I I always feel like you you optimize around your training subconsciously. So you're almost like programming your body what to eat by just like what you're like if you're just powerlifting, you're always going to get fat because your body's like, I want to get better at this.
2: Yeah, you um, need to kind of.
1: And then I switch to machines because machines you can uh, basically wear your muscles out and do partial reps, and there's no injury risk. And then I'll do like accessory stuff and finishers with like dumbbells because uh, you can do full range of motion. They can help you like stretch and stuff, too. I'm, I guess I'm sort of looking for that unified field theory with running. I'm getting close. Like I have like the big comfy. Uh, I went to the to the running store and I was like, OK, look at my forms so have a pretty sort of textbook neutral stride. So they gave me like super cushioned ASICs that I can use for like longer runs. And then I have like the ons for like sprinting, like just the really the the, whatever the lightest ons are. So I'm trying to I'm just trying to figure out the the right balance of of how do you ease into training. And then the Epsom salt baths and like little Theragun for recovery seem to be working the best. I actually don't like massages. uh, But I don't know if that's if you guys have any insight on that. Like a lot of times when I get a massage, I just like feel worse. And it doesn't seem to make my training better.
0: Oh, uh, I, I think the only thing I would say is that it it's tough if you're going to do a lot of running and a lot of lifting because it's like where where's the rest and recovery time, right? <laughs> it, it's kind of like if you want to this is how I, you know, I look at running and lifting is that you can do pretty well at both, but if you really want to put on the most muscle or get kind of the fastest, right, you have to prioritize one or the other. So, so I think that's kind of how, how I look at training.
1: Yeah, it's so true. It's, it's really hard. Like the way I think about it is one pull day a week, one push day a week, one leg day a week, one sprint day, uh, one interval day, and then uh, an easy day or something with running and then a bunch of steps like that's, and then you just kind of. The other thing that you can do is you can take a full day off and then just do, like, a a pull day. Like, you can do a sprint workout and then wait a few hours and then do, like, a, a pull workout in the gym. That seems to be fine, but who knows? Like, maybe... Maybe it's easier to do. I've been pretty intuitive with it. So basically it's like you have your to-do list and you have your week and you're like just knock it out by feel. That's been working, but I don't know if that's going to – if it's getting it – also it makes it easier when you the, – the, the cool thing about running that I don't know if you guys touched on this earlier is it makes it really easy to travel because you only have to like buy the gym pass like yeah. <laughs> one or two times during <laughs> your trip. So as long as you have your shoes, you can get uh, – and also if you bring the gymnastics rings, you can get like pretty much almost everything you need. The only thing you're missing is like the, the weighted squats and like weighted stretching and some accessory movements, but you can get like eighty, ninety percent wherever you go, which is pretty cool.
2: You mentioned running shoes and I cannot believe I forgot to write this down for David. I need a pair new pair of running shoes. Mines have effectively exploded, but with the prices of them now, I am not willing to do this trial and error thing with them because it's going to end up costing me the price of a small house. What is there a certain brand that sticks out above the rest, or is there something you can look for in these running shoes?
0: No, I, to be honest, I think we're in like a golden age of, of running shoes where there are so many good brands and models that you know whether it's like Hoka, Brooks, Nike, Saucony, whatever. Just, I would say the best thing to do is just you go to a specialty running store, and everyone there, all the the staff are going to be runners, and then just they they watch you run, they do some you know like a gait analysis, and then they'll just present you with a a few options, and then just go with the one that's most comfortable. That's that's the advice I give everyone.
1: Do you uh, like rail against the minimalist? uh, Because I don't know any really good athlete that is like, I, I got to like a 420 mile on minimalist running shoes. I'm like, I don't think that's. No, nah, I,
0: I think they're a recipe for injury, it, especially people. It, take, it takes a long time to adapt to them. I think that's the problem is like you can probably run in them eventually, but it takes a while for your, your foot or your body to adjust. Um, so I think that's the thing people have to be careful about.
1: I actually think they're great for walking
0: though.
2: Yeah, yeah perfect for yeah. walking well yeah is that is that everything yeah I guess so yeah <laughs> hey, listen thank you very much for uh, for speaking and asking this is, I'm still mind blowing the fact that this is happening so uh, yeah thank you very much I, I, to be honest I'm actually I've wrote that down just when you came on because I think I'm actually going to release that as a bonus episode because of Just the amount of knowledge you put out, and David responded with, I think was it was incredible to listen to there.
1: Yeah, it's hard too when you're a business owner. Like I feel like so many people on Twitter have a a business, and it's kind of a double edged sword because it's you never want to leave, but at the same time, it's uh, there was um who's that guy who's always talking about like Bitcoin and stuff like that VC guy Balaji, yeah. So he was like basically a lot of our goals in modern life is just to recreate the monk, the hunter gatherer lifestyle
2: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i had this conversation last week with Tradition rebellion talking about you know he worded it very differently to how i would word it he worded it the same as a tiktok fight a tiktoker fighting a gorilla but he did kind of go into that people seem to want this hunter mentality again when it's not exactly very optimal (laughs) yeah